Welcome home to the sanctuary, a place of rest for the broken and weary, where you can let go, cause you're fully known by forever, daddy. Oh, how we love you so. I know it's time to feel Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. Yeah, anybody excited about the Word of God this morning? I mean, are you excited, excited about that maybe God has something for you to get? Maybe God has something for you to be, to be taught in. Maybe there's something that God has for you that, that, that maybe like the key that is going to set something free in your life. Is anybody ready? Is, is anybody just willing to surrender today? Would you, would you stand one more time if that's you? You're just willing to surrender today? You, come on, you're just saying, God, I'm just willing to surrender. Because listen, listen to my first quote. It's impossible for a man to learn what he thinks he already knows. Amen? So can we just be humble today and say, God, I just, I just want to receive from you. Amen? Amen. Go ahead and be seated. Tell the person on your left and on your right, for the next couple of moments, I don't need to hear from you. I don't need to text from you. I don't need to see anything on your phone. I don't need to see any new app that you downloaded. I don't need to. Do, I don't need nothing from you for the next. We can hang out afterwards. We can talk afterwards. We can show each other our toys later. But for right now, for the next couple of moments, I just need to hear from the Word. Amen. Would you, would you just say that? Would you say that? All of that that I just said with a look. Just say it with a look. Amen? See, the important thing is, this is the second quote, the important thing is to be able at any moment to sacrifice what we are for what we could become. Nobody got that? The important thing is to be able at any moment to sacrifice what we are for what we could become. Amen? Well, all right. If you're just joining us, we're, we're on a journey through the book of John in a series titled, Walk It Out. Amen? And, and so we're seeing as we get every chapter, man, how God is just teaching us to do exactly that. And so far in the book of John, I just want to do a quick recap this morning because, you know, it's been, it's been a while, it's been some time and, and some of you have come and gone and, and, and you know, some of us are not as consistent as, as we can be. Amen? Amen? Alright. I'm, I'm loving you, but I'm just letting you know. Amen? The, and, so, and so I just want to do a recap kind of so you kind of, I don't want you to miss anything. See, I, I love to recap because like, like I said in one of the messages, every time you go through it again, you get something more. Amen? That, that, that's just how the Word of God is. Otherwise, you could just read it once and throw it out. Right? But, but every time you read it again, every time you read something again, there's something more and God will speak to the level of maturity that you're at. Amen? 
Well, all right. So, so far, here's, here's what, we, what we've seen. Jesus converts water to wine. He makes something common to something of value. And in doing that very miracle, he uses the servants. I love that part because he takes the least of those considered important at that time and he gives them directions. And he tells them, he gives them their walking papers. Amen. He told them to fill the jugs with water, pour some into a glass and take it to the master of the ceremony. Amen. And, and that showed us not only the power of the Word of God that comes from Jesus, who is the Word of God, but it also shows us the power of obedience. The power of obedience. Jesus gave them the walking papers, and when they walked it out exactly how He told them to, they experienced the miraculous. Church, all some of us have to do to experience the power of God is after receiving our walking papers, after hearing the word of God, all that's left to do is to walk it out and to walk in obedience and experience the plans of God for your life. The only thing that has kept some of us from experiencing God's power is obedience. You just give somebody that look obedient. The only thing that's kept some of us from experiencing God's power, obedience. Then, moving on in the story, we, we find out that, that Jesus showed us what really matters to him. He gives a different set of walking papers to those that were in the temple, to those that were doing wrong. He cleanses the temple of all the corruption, all the bad practices that were going on in there, showing us that he is all about freedom. He's about liberating people, and he's also about justice. He didn't want those coming to sacrifice to God to be cheated to be objectified. He cleansed out the court of the Gentiles, which I, I love that fact because it was the court of the Gentiles that he cleansed out, which also shows us that he didn't want outsiders marginalized. He didn't want outsiders being treated unfairly because of their nationality or because of who they were. Isn't it awesome that God doesn't, that God does that kind of stuff? Amen. That he doesn't see us as color. He doesn't see us as nationality. Isn't it awesome that, that he would clear out the court of the Gentiles so that they would not be cheated because they matter to him just as much as the others. Amen? And so we know that now, today, in a new... Man, the temple is now found inside of us, in, inside of every believer. And God is still helping us to clean it out. But removing from it the corruption and the bad practices that each of us have let into our lives. Amen? And God has been telling some people clearly through these messages, through these words, there are some people in your lives that you need to give walking papers to because until you give them those walking papers, they will continue to defile your temple. Amen. Thank you. He then brings teaching to Nicodemus and he teaches all about salvation and what it means to be a Christian. And then watch this, right after that he walks it out among the Samaritans by ministering to the one woman everybody in that town hated. Isn't that crazy? He went to a people that none of the religious community liked. So he went to a people that were unliked and then chose among the people that were already marginalized, unliked, he chose the one with the worst reputation out of all of them. I love that. He chose the woman in town with the worst reputation and what did he do? He loved the hell out of her. Literally. Didn't he? He loved the hell out of her. 
And when, when he loved her, she got her walking papers and she was able to walk it out through the whole town until the word of God says many Samaritans believe. Listen, all some people need is for someone to walk out the love of God before them. Amen? Some people never walk out the love of God before others because they've never seen it walked out before them. And the sad part about it is that some of them have been in church 10 to 15 years. It's time we shame the devil by loving the people we gossip about. Amen, fam? It's time to shame the devil by loving the people we gossip about. Maybe, maybe you never saw it this way, but God is calling us to love the hell out of somebody. Anybody receive that? Amen. See, God can't be bottled up into a sermon on Sunday. He's not a vitamin water that, that can be taken in all the time. The Word says He's living water, and that living water is supposed to be flowing out of us. Amen? See, the Word of God wasn't meant... It was meant to be walked out. If it's all coming in and not flowing out, we blow up. Right? That's why the Word says knowledge puffs up. If all we do is take in and take in and take in and take in and don't walk anything out, we blow up. We get puffed up. And all of a sudden, we're no good and nobody else is any good either. You guys know what I'm talking about. He then meets the royal official who comes to him with the faith that he could heal his son, remember? And then Jesus tests and perfects that man's faith by literally telling him, your son will live. If you believe me, walk it out. And that man believes, he takes his walking papers, and on his way home he received word that the son was healed at the very moment that Jesus spoke the word. I believe this. All some of us need to do is take God's word and be out. Amen? We need to take God's word and walk it out. Take God's word and, and, and walk differently. Amen? If I'm going to walk in God's perfect will, I need to take my walking papers, take what the word of God says, and what we need to do is start walking differently. Then the last week, chapter 5 we talked about the pool of Bethesda. They were, that's the place where the blind, the crippled, the paralyzed, everybody were all waiting for the water to be stirred. It was a sad picture. And we said Bethesda means house of mercy. All of those people were waiting for mercy. But watch this. The definition, I got this the third time around. The definition of mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown toward another person in one's power. Mercy is the discretionary power of a judge to pardon someone or to minimize punishment. Think about that. So all of these people were so busy waiting for mercy, they didn't recognize when grace walked in. They were so busy waiting for mercy, they didn't see grace walking around them when Jesus walked into the, to the pool of Bethesda, to the area. Look at the definition of grace. Grace is the freely given, unmerited favor and love of God. I submit to you today that grace is better than mercy. Amen? Grace is better than mercy because watch this. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. And that's good. Right? How many of you glad you don't get what you deserve sometimes? Mercy is not getting what you deserve, but grace is getting what you don't deserve. And that's better, isn't it? 
Jesus said to this man who had been asking and waiting for mercy for 38 years, and the same thing he's saying to us today, you were unable to walk into your healing. I came for you. <coughs> you can walk in order to be cured, but now that you are made whole, take up your stuff and walk it out. Jesus then told him, don't continue in your sin. In other words, he told him, walk different now need you to get that. He told them, walk different now. I think there's something else there for us. In the last word Jesus gave this man who had been unable to walk, remember, for 38 years, the word says he met him in the temple and kind of like whispered to him. I just picture Jesus' heart and, and compassion. He finds this guy at the temple. This guy's at the temple probably going like this because he hasn't felt legs in 38 years. He hasn't stood up in 38 years. Can you imagine the feeling? And so he's at the temple just showing off. You know, he's, he's playing like this. He's, he's at the temple showing off his legs, man. He's so thankful for his legs. And, and I just picture Jesus whispering to him. It's time to walk different now. Don't walk the same way because if you go back into your life of sin, things a worse thing would happen to you, he says, Right? He says something worse. In other words, he's telling them, don't continue in your sin. Walk different now. And that, I want that to be the title of this message. Walk different now. Listen, it would be foolish for a man who had been crippled for 38 years, who was all of a sudden made whole, now has the ability to walk. It'd be foolish for him to throw himself back down on the floor and drag himself along on the dirt, right? It'd be foolish for him, but that would be what he's used to. Right? It would be foolish, but that is what he's used to. Family, I see this all the time. People come forward during an altar call. They're set free from stuff. They have generational curses broken off of their lives. Yeah, they yell and scream. They get delivered, whatever it is. And then they walk out of the church or out of this experience with God. Man, they are totally changed, but they haven't decided to walk differently yet. The once lame throw themselves back on the floor and they pull themselves along on their arms until the muscles in their legs atrophy and are no longer strong enough to carry them anymore. And because they didn't walk differently, they ended up in the same or worse condition than they, than they started off with. It's time for the body of Christ to start walking differently. Amen? Would you just tell somebody, walk different now. Walk different now. See, we were blind, but now we see. Amen? And so, so when, when a blind man can see now, it, it's time we start walking around with the walking stick. Amen? Because, you see, we, when, we, when we were blind, we used to use something else to help us feel our way around. When you were blind, you know, you walked uncertain. You walked slower. You walked unsure. But, but now that you can see, and because you can see, you should walk differently now. Amen? Are you getting this? You should walk differently. We need to stop trusting the old way, going back to what we were used to, and we need to start trusting the one who opened our eyes. Can we, can we say amen? Woo! I hear this all the time, but, you know, yo, I, gotta ha I have to wheel, deal, or steal to get what I need, you know? No. You stole to get what you wanted because you haven't learned patience. Walk differently now. Well, I got to smoke a cigarette every couple of hours just to calm my nerves. No, you're not calming your nerves. You're feeding an addiction. Walk different now. 
Well, I'm around people who curse all day long and so it just comes natural. I can't help it. Well, start helping it. Why don't you have that effect on them? Walk different now. Well, I got to have a few drinks to loosen up or I got to get high before I can really be myself, you know? No. That's not yourself you're being. Yourself wouldn't do the things that you do under the influence or, or why do you think they call it being under the influence? Walk different now. Get under the influence of the creative power of God and walk in the abundance and authority that God has for you. Can you imagine? Listen, I, I dare you. Every time you got an urge to get high, every time you got an urge to get lifted, bring it to God and say, God, I want to get lifted right now. God, whoo, I want to get high right now. I want to get so high right now. I want to get blown out of my head right now. I dare you. Before you spend the money, do it because this is free. Amen? Take a chance. It's free. Imagine if I found you a way to get higher than you've ever been high before for free. And then imagine if, if you get so high, you become a dealer of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> come on come on it's alright to have some fun amen next time you get that urge I'm telling you man pray don't pray that God will take the urge away don't pray that God will change you don't pray pray God I want to get high help, help me to do it without fire help me to do it without a cup walk different now Get under the influence of the one that says, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Where's that abundant life, church? You're never going to taste it if you don't walk it. Nobody's going to walk it for you. Amen? Walk different now. Everybody my age is doing it. Everybody's already done it. I'm single. I'm this age. Come on. Well, you know what? I, you know. No, listen. The only, that's only because you've been taught that although sex sells and you can buy anything with sex, it's still cheap enough to give away. Or that's only because they've been taught in school that we came from animals. So if we want to act like an animal, it's okay to jump on anybody's leg that we feel like it when we're in that heat. Amen? I'm, I'm, I'm tired of hearing this craziness. Now you hear all these things that, oh, it's proven in nature because some animals are homosexual. Is that right? They, have you heard that? Has anybody heard that? Now, now they're saying, no, animals are homosexual. It's proven that it's natural. No, no, listen, listen, listen. I can disprove that in an instant. How many of you had a puppy that's in heat? How many of you? Right? Okay. How many, how many of you have had a puppy that's in heat jump on your leg and start the motions? Right? And, and so what does that mean? That he's, that he's into humans? No, it means that he's into heat. He's in heat. If anything stands still long enough, he's going to nail it. Amen? It doesn't mean it's not a preference thing. No, it, he's in heat. And so when we teach our kids that they come from animals that we evolved, so then when we get to animal urges, we just jump on anything that would stay still. Amen? Body of Christ, walk different now. Walk different now. You know different, so you got to walk different. You should have never come today, God. I just messed up all your fun. You should have never come. 
You, you're telling the person next to you, I knew today was not the right day to come. Now I know different. Now I got to ignore what I know in order to walk the way that I want to walk. Now I have to go back to being blind even though my eyes are open. I got to pretend that I'm blind and that I don't see what I'm doing. Now I got to pretend that I'm crippled and paralyzed even though God set me free that I can walk. Now I got to pretend that I'm crippled and paralyzed because I don't want to walk the way God wants me to walk. Amen? Church, we got to walk differently now. Woo, he told the once crippled man, walk different now, lest you end up in a worse situation. What could be worse than being crippled for 38 years? That was my first question, and God answered me right away. He said, what's worse than being crippled for 38 years? The answer, being lame for 38 years, having God heal and deliver you, only to find yourself a short while later dragging along yourself along on a bed begging for mercy because you didn't walk differently when you could have Jesus said it didn't he walk different or you'll find yourself in a worse situation Church, you know, if you've been here more than three or four weeks you know I'm not one to get on people about the things that they do I don't, I don't design messages or, or preach messages to condemn or to tear people down or to beat people up about their behavior. I just want people to get a hold of God. I want God to get a hold of people because I know until you get a hold of God, you won't have the power to walk differently. Amen? You, until you get a hold of God, you can nicotine patch your arm from here to here. It's not going to happen. Until you get a hold of God, you can substitute drinks for this, for that, for that. You can substitute sex for this, for that. You can do all the self-whatever you want. Until you get the power of God to walk in authority and say, God, I'm not going to, there's no high like the most high. I'm, I'm going to stop smoking trees. I'm going to stop smoking the Hennessy, drinking the Hennessy. I'm, God, I'm going to get high and drunk on you every day and I'm going to walk this way. Amen? Some people are going to look at me and say, what are you doing? I'm walking differently. Amen? I'm walking differently. Trust me, they'll follow you to church after that. They say, your pastor preached that? You get high for free? Say, yeah, I'm the dealer here in the Bronx. Amen? I'm the dealer of this stuff here in the Bronx. <laughs> Ooh, that's good stuff. A little further on in John chapter 8, there was a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. I need you to think of, see, see this thing. This woman had been caught in the act of adultery. In case you didn't know, adultery means having sex um, with, you're either married or the person that you're having sex with is married. That's adultery. And so this woman was caught in the act of adultery. Without being too graphic, I need you to understand what she was caught doing. How many of you think maybe she was naked? If she was caught in the act of adultery, right? We're adults. Let's, let's, they were, she was naked, right? And so this woman was caught in the act of adultery and brought out to the center court. She was naked or at best she grabbed a sabana and just, right? A towel or whatever. So at best, they're dragging this woman out in the court. She's naked. She's walking, you know, and, and she is ashamed. She is embarrassed. She's humiliated. And, and they're going to try to trap Jesus with this woman. They ask Jesus, they tell him, listen, the law of Moses says that such a woman should be stoned to death. What do you say? 
because they wanted to trap him to be able to accuse him. And so it, it says that Jesus bent down. I think he bent down just not to look at her nakedness. Just to, 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 be, to be humble. It doesn't tell us why, and so that's just me, you know. But I, I think he just bent down, and it says he started writing in the sand. The word doesn't tell us what he wrote. But he just started writing in the sand. And then he tells them, go ahead. Stoner. But the one, the one of you that has no sin, you, you throw the first stone. And then <coughs> he went down and started writing in the sand again. And it says, one by one, they left. They walked away. Nobody threw a stone. And so he says to her at the end, <coughs> where are your accusers? Has anyone condemned you? And she says, no one, sir, not a one. And Jesus says, listen, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Oh, can you just, I just need you to feel the love of God here. Jesus says, go and leave your life of sin. See, people get caught up on other people's behaviors, don't we? Come on, you've been in church for two, two days, you already think you're better than the other person that just got here. Come on, it's just the way it is. And God forbid you've been in church 10 years then you should be sitting up here on a chair someplace. Right? Right? Because forget it. You. Why is that person wearing a hat in church? Why is that person drinking in church? This is a sanctuary. Why is that person got a tattoo? Why is that person wear a short skirt? Why is that person... Why? And on and on and on and on and on. Amen? We get caught up on, on so quick to judge people. We're so quick to write people off. We're so quick to dismiss people as a waste of time. We're so quick to give up on people, aren't we? But fam, what right do we have to judge anybody? I mean, really. What right? If, if we started up on these screens, started to list your name and the stuff you did just this week. Maybe some of you are better than, than that. Just, just the stuff you thought about this week. How many of you would be like sliding out the back of the church real quick? Right? I mean, who, who, which one of us has the right to, to judge anybody? And you know, people talk about me, I don't care. I've been talked about before. It's going to keep on. People tell me he needs to be hard on sin. That pastor needs to let people know. But, but listen, look, look at the word. How did Jesus do that? How did Jesus do that? Here in the book of John so far, we have two examples of some really messed up women. These are some Jerry Springer, Maury Povich candidates. Right off the bat, right? He's not the father. I mean... Straight up, these are some messed up women. Amen. One had five husbands and she was with the sixth man now. The other woman was caught having sex. I mean, these are not the most wholesome women. Can we agree? But Jesus doesn't come to tear them down. Instead, Jesus uses his words to protect them. Church, please get this. Jesus uses his words to protect them. Listen, the word says that God's word is a sword and a shield. As Christians, we need to learn when, when to use which. Amen? Too often, we use the sword on each other and the shield to cover up what the enemy's doing in our lives. You speak to most Christians or most people that have left the church and it's because the, the people in the church have used the sword on them so many times that they, I can't keep going to church and getting cut. I got killed in that church. They slit my throat in that other church. Then I went to the other church with the blood and they wouldn't let me in because I was bleeding. <laughs> oh, that's funny, but it's sad, but it's so true. 
Ain't it? We need to know when, when to use them. He, you know, he, he tells the last woman, neither do I condemn you. Did he have every right to condemn her? She was caught in having sex with a married man or she was married. She was caught. If any one of us catch her, we'd knock her out. If that's, amen? Thank you, baby. If any one of us, if it was my wife, it was, I mean, we'd want to just take a head off, amen? Can we just be honest? He had every right to, but he says, neither do I condemn you. Walk different now. Jesus, did Jesus deal with sin? Absolutely. Absolutely did he deal with sin. He dealt with it. He threw people out the temple. He removed from the temple what defiled it. He told the crippled man, don't go back to your old ways. Walk different now. He told the lady, go walk different now. Amen. And the end of chapter, John chapter 5, he, John is just telling us all about how the religious folk hated Jesus all the more for the things that he did and for the, things, the way he did things. They told Jesus, this is why I get encouraged when I hear this, they told Jesus that what he was doing wasn't biblical. They told him that the way he handled things wasn't biblical. They were telling the word that he wasn't doing things according to the word. Is that silly? He says in verse 39, he tells him, You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. He's saying you're trying to live by the law to earn your salvation because you actually believe that you can do it without me. He was addressing the religious sect of that time. Listen, the Word of God says there is no other way which you can be saved. Amen? Today we have all this interfaith stuff going on. Have you seen it in the news? Have you seen it all around? Interfaith stuff. Listen, I got nothing, no problem with loving each other. That's beautiful. I got no problem with us respecting each other. That is beautiful. That We're not called to hate anybody. We're not called to, to, to judge anybody. Amen? But don't water down my gospel. Don't water down my gospel. Don't tell me there's another way. Don't, the world wants to believe there are many ways to God, that there are many ways to heaven. I'm tired of hearing that nonsense. The world's theme song is, you could have whatever you like. Yeah. That's the theme song, right? You could do whatever you like. I don't know what scripture they get that from, though the word is clear. It, you can't take the heaven part and the eternal life part and throw out there's only one way part. Otherwise our Bible would be real skinny. Right? Some of you would like that because it would be easier to read. But you can't take that out. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes to the Father except through me. And when we come to Him, when we get Christ in us, once God gets a hold of our lives, nobody has to tell you about yourself. There, you're going to have a desire to walk different. Amen? I, I love, I love, when we first started this church, I loved it that we were preaching messages and sharing messages and I kept hearing testimonies and testimonies that had nothing to do with the messages I was preaching. Let me, let me explain that to you. I'd hear people, you know what, this is my fourth week, I'm not smoking. And I'm saying, amen, but I haven't, I haven't been preaching about not smoking. And, and, and then I hear from people, you know what, I used to live with this guy, but I threw him out because I know God doesn't want me to live that way. And I said, but 
I haven't been preaching about that. I haven't shared that. And, and testimony after testimony. Why? Because when you really let God get a hold of your life, when you let Christ in you, the word says Christ lives in you, now you walk differently. you got to walk differently. Amen? You want to walk differently. And everything you, every time you try to go back to the old ways, it's, it's man, you know you got to fight it. Anybody with me? The problem is that once we ignore it long enough, and once we wear it down and wear it down, then we get closer and closer, and then, then it's good. Because you just silence that conviction in your life. Nobody has to tell you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Anybody agree? Nobody got to tell you that. Once You just got to say, God, I want more of you, and God quickly will check those things in your life that would stop you from getting more of Him. Quickly, you don't need a, a church to come beat you on the head and put you in disciplina and, and, and sit you in, the, in the, the sinner's row or, or punish you and have everybody look at you going. Listen, they, they, boy, we used to, my, my, my wife's family was part of this church and every time, I was already a minister for like 11 years preaching to young people and every time I went there, they tried to get me saved. Every time. If I went there to drop something off, I said, oh, hermano, hermano, hermano. They would tell me in Spanish, you know how God could use you if you would just take out that earring? Boy, you know how God wants to use you if you would just cut your hair, if you would just change, if you would just wear a shirt and tie, if you would just wear a suit, if you would just stop listening to rock music, if you would just stop letting rappers take the, the, the pulpit and stage, if you would just stop, do you know how God could use you, my brother? <laughs> Woo! And I just run out of there so fast. <laughs> amen, amen. So here's what we learned so far in this journey through the book of John. God takes the common and he makes something of value. That's each and every one of us here. God could take the common and make something of value. I don't care what anybody's told you in your life. I don't care what anybody said. Well, well, you don't have a father. Well, your father didn't love you. Well, your mother even threw you out. Well, you didn't have this and you didn't have this. And you came from here and you came from here. And you already got four baby daddies. Oh, you six, got six baby mamas. Lying. Listen, I don't care. God can take the common and make it something of value. He takes water and he turns it into wine. Costly wine. The, 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 the servant said it was the best wine. God can take the common and make it something of value. What else have we learned? God can do anything, but He chooses to work through the least of us who would dare to walk in obedience to the Word, and then He'll do miraculous things through us. The least of us. What does that mean? Not us here. Even though we're all equal here, but you know how people have this, this thing, right? No, not us here, but the least, the, the guy that's in charge of cleaning the toilet. God will take him to pray for you at an altar call and release a healing that a, another leg will grow. <laughs> that cancer will drop out your body. That a tumor would fall out your ear that was in your head. Amen? The least, anybody, the least of those that are just willing to walk in obedience. Do, do, have you gotten it by now that God is not impressed with titles? That God is not a respecter of persons? We've learned that God does care about what goes on in His temple. And as believers, we are that temple. We've learned that God chooses to love the unlovable. And by doing that, He gives us no right to not do, do that. 
The word says, even the heathen can love the lovable. But to love the unlovable, that's the Christ way. We've learned that God chose to love, love the hell out of people, not beat the hell out of them. With religion and rules and and and, 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 and if that's the way Jesus did it, we've learned that that's the way we need to do it. And that's how we need to walk it out. Amen? We've learned that grace is better than mercy. And then if you want to get what you don't deserve, you better practice that too. Give what you don't deserve. Husbands, be the, be the, be the husband that they don't deserve. Wives, be the wife that they don't deserve. And in turn, God will just return it. Amen? Fathers, children. Give what, what they don't deserve and watch how it comes back to you. Press down, shaking together, bubbling over. Amen? Amen. Lastly, we've learned that when you really want to make a decision to follow God, it should show in your walk. Not here on Sunday, surrounded by Christians. Not here in, the, in, the, in God's house. It's not God's house. This is God's house. That's God's house. And so wherever you are is God's house. The word says wherever we set our feet, holy ground. Amen? So, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to... There, there's, there's times that I wrestle with, you know, we should have more, more uh, reverence in the house of God. And, and we should have... Re- yeah, but you know what? That, that makes it about this building. I want us to have reverence for God everywhere that we are. Because everywhere that we are, there's not one, grab this, there's not one place that God is more in. Right? So if God is everywhere that we are, everywhere that we are, He's in that room where you think you're hiding, doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing. And it's just as if you were doing them right here on the altar, in front of all these people, because God sees it. Amen? So if we're serious about God, we need to, it needs to show in our walk. Church, can we stop making excuses? Stop making excuses for ourselves. Stop making excuses for other people. Stop making excuses for our kids, for our parents, for our brothers, for our sisters. Let it be what it is. And let's just love people. And then encourage them and by walking it out by loving them let's teach them to walk it out and let's teach them to walk in that love amen listen so you've done some stupid things join the club Jesus will say to you what he said to that woman who was ashamed who was accused who was about to be stoned to death he would say neither do I condemn you go and walk differently stand for a moment. I want to challenge you today. We're not going to, I'm not going to do a, a, we're not going to, there's going to be prayer time afterwards, right? The ministry team is going to be in the rooms doing prophetic, giving you words, giving you destiny words. And so we're not going to do that here right now. What I want to do is sort of kind of like dare you. I want to dare some people, and, and some, this is just ringing in my heart for our young people. I just want to dare our young people 
to make a decision to walk differently now. And, and, and I really want you to get this and don't take this the wrong way. Please, don't be offended by this. But if, if everybody is walking with their pants underneath their butts and you know something you know better, you know different, and walk different. Amen? If everybody's listening to the same stuff that we wouldn't be able to play through these speakers here without the dead spaces, then, then walk different. Walk different. Because if you keep doing the same things, you're going to get the same results. And you're going to feel the same way every time you get to church. Or every time somebody mentions church. Or every time somebody wants to drag you to church. Listen, you've got to get to the place where, and, 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 and I dare some of you also with the high stuff. Get high this week in the Lord. Get drunk in the spirit this week. Get drunk. I mean, get absolutely wasted. Is somebody really going to try that this week? I think I'm going to try to light it up too. Just get, get totally... And <laughs> how do we do that? Just get yourself alone. Put on some music that's going to glorify God. Some music that's not going to talk about the booty and talk about all the other stuff. So put on some music that's going to glorify God. Or just silent. Just be silent. And say, God, I'm, I'm, I got an urge to just get closer. I want to get high. By high, I mean I want to get higher. I want to get higher. I want to get closer to you. Amen? I dare you. I can't wait to hear the testimonies next week. I can't wait to hear the testimonies next week. Because see, we should, when we come together on Sunday, we should already come drunk. Amen? We should already come drunk to get together with those that are having the party here. Right? Why do we, why, I mean, aren't we tired of going to parties drunk and high to get drunk and high to come home and regret everything that we did? Young people, please hear me. Your friends won't tell you the truth. They're not telling you the truth. Oh, that was the most fun I ever had. That was the best. Oh my God, that party was banging. Oh my God, son, that was off the chain. That was incredible. Oh, that was the best thing in my life. And then later that week, they got to go to the clinic to check something out. Or later that week, they start thinking, man, what did I do? Did, did I, and who? And did I do what with who? And, 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 and but, but nobody will tell you about that, right? They won't tell you about that. They'll say, no, the next party comes along, the party's banging. But listen, this, is, this should be the party. This should be the party. When you can connect with the, with the power, listen, when you can connect with the power that is out of this world, literally, when you can connect to, to an authority that's not bound by, by these walls, by this body, when you can connect, listen man, there's, there's, there's people that we read about in the word that, that left this world, that, that disappeared and appeared someplace else. You want to talk about some powerful drugs? You, they, there's people in the word that God put into a trance and it says they fell as if dead and in there he took them someplace and he showed them heaven or he showed them a place or he, he gave them a story he showed them pictures man that's life changing stuff amen I dare you I dare you 
to walk differently. Young people, if anybody's deciding right now, I'm going to call you out. If you're deciding, listen, I'm going to walk differently. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to walk like everybody else. Come on, come, come with me here. Come with me here. I don't care if there's two of you. Then don't come if you're faking it. Don't come. Sit down. Don't come. All we need is a couple. God changed the world with a couple of people. A couple of young people. God changed the world with a couple of young people. Yes. Oh, man. Yes, Lord. I hope I'm not wasting my time getting sweaty, getting exhausted here. I, I pray that we got something today. I pray that you can receive something today. And, and you can learn that you can stop being like everybody else. Listen, if you messed up in your life, you've done some stupid things, right? You've, you've, or listen, whatever it is in the past, God says, neither do I condemn you. I don't condemn you. Now go and walk different. And, and, and listen, when you find yourself walking in the same path, because you will, we're going to stumble, we're going to fall. Don't give up and say, see, I ah, forget it, I'm a loser. No, that's the enemy speaking into your life, saying, you're a loser, there's no way that you can make it. And, and men, what, what the enemy's trying to tell you is that you are such a punk that you can't walk in power and authority, that you can't serve God. Because it takes a man that's willing to give up everything that he is to become something that God wants him to become. Listen, there are no punks allowed in the kingdom. You understand? Ladies, whew, I know you've been taught differently. I know you've been taught that, that this ain't important. I know you've been taught that, man, everybody just gives it away and it's okay. And, and, and young people, we probably came from, from parents and, and situations where, you know, and we start to see the generation come down and down and down. But listen, don't. Don't believe that nonsense. Don't believe that nonsense. If you messed up and you stepped around, you did it already. You did. God said, I can renew your virginity right now. Amen. I can renew. Only God can renew virginity right now. And because virginity is about a purity. And God wants to renew a purity. And so now if there's some singles that need to join these young people, come join these young people. You're saying, man, I'm, I'm going to walk differently now. Come on. Come stand behind these young people. It ain't easy being single. I, I can't imagine. I don't think I'm strong enough to be single. I thank God for my wife. I don't think I'm strong enough to be single. It ain't easy. But if you're single, come on. God is wanting you to walk differently. And when we worship together in a moment, we're going to seal this thing. God is going to seal it in worship. You don't need nobody to lay hands on you. You don't need nobody to pray for you today. Today. After that, you can go into the rooms, man, and, and let, let God drop a destiny word into you. But right here, you're going to do it by walking differently. How do we walk differently? Some of you never worshiped a day in your life. Today, you're going to worship before you leave here. When we worship, listen, what is this? What does this remind you of? It reminds you of when a thug is putting a gun in your face and telling you to put your hands up. You put your hands up. It means I surrender. There is nothing that I can do against the power of your gun. But when we come to worship, we say, God, I surrender. There is nothing I can do against the power of your will, God. I surrender, God. You guys ready to worship? ready to kill this thing like worship like hard worship hardcore
And now if anybody else is here, it don't matter, you could be a hundred or, 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 or ten. And God is calling you to walk differently. You know what God is speaking to your heart. You know God is telling you it's time that you start walking differently. Then come join the, the, the youth and the singles. Come stand with them. Come join them. Come on down. You're saying, God, I'm going to walk differently. It's going to show in the way I walk. It's going to show at my job. It's going to show in my school. It's going to show in my neighborhood. People are going to stop cursing because I stopped cursing. People are going to stop smoking because I stopped smoking. And not, I'm not picking on behavior. I'm just saying it's going to show in the things that you do. You guys ready to worship? You ready to surrender it all? You ready? I believe, listen, I believe during worship, God's going to wash. It's going to wash. You're going to be wetter than me. God's going to wash. It's going to be like, a, like somebody put the shower on and you're just going to wash. And I believe some of you are going to feel so clean when you leave here. Clean. Clean. Some of you felt dirty for too long. Some of you have been ashamed. You've been guilty. You've been talked about. And you've been just again and again. And people have always said that to you and made you feel bad. And you always, listen, today you're going to be clean. Because God says, when you come to him, I clean you. I wash you. One drop of blood can make you whole. Amen. So, so walk differently now. Let's worship. Go ahead, guys. Welcome home to the sanctuary, a place of rest for the broken and weary, where you can let go, cause you're fully known by forever, Daddy. Oh, how we love you so. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.